You are listening to a pleasure podcast. For more from our sex podcast collective, visit pleasurepodcasts.com. Hello, my wonderful friends. Welcome to American Sex, a podcast dedicated to normalizing conversations about pleasure and alternative sexual expression by challenging those puritanical backward ass ideals we have here in the United States. This is episode 149 of American Sex Podcast, and I'm Sunny Megatron. My co-host is Ken Melvoin-Berg, who you'll be hearing from in just a few minutes. We're both sexuality educators, pleasure advocates, and we're kinky perverts, too. And we're married. This week, we're learning all about butt stuff from a medical perspective with Dr. Carlton. Dr. Carlton is a gay gastroenterologist who was raised in an uber-conservative tobacco town in the Deep South, but he somehow managed to make his way to training at the Mayo Clinic for a top tier medical education. He landed his dream job in San Diego, where he's married to a great guy and has two kids. While he serves the entire community's medical needs, he's particularly proud to serve the local LGBTQ community in San Diego as a resource for healthcare without judgment or shame. He stumbled onto TikTok during the pandemic and realized the need and hunger for anal sex education. Oh, and not just from LGBTQ folks, but also women and straight men interested in butt play. So many people are embarrassed to talk about anal sex or ask questions about it. But let's face it, most people want to know how to do it right, how to do it well, and how to do it safely. Who better to ask than a gay GI doctor who not only knows the medical side of things, but is no stranger to anal sex himself. Dr. Carlton is amazing. I'm telling you, he is about to become your new BFF. And in this conversation, we cover it all from enemas, uh, butt play for people with hemorrhoids or fissures to how to stretch safely, how much stretching or anal sex is too much if there really is such a thing. And you'll find that out. We go over prostate stimulation, anal orgasms for people with vulvas, the best lubes, fisting, ideal positions for butt sex, and must know tips for both tops and bottoms. We also get very important points for talking to your doctor about sex and being honest about what you do with your body and what to do if you have a doctor that shames you for what you're telling them. I'm telling you, it is so refreshing to hear such on-the-level things and have such a casual but extremely fact-filled conversations about sexuality with a doctor. Dr. Carlton is really setting a new precedent for doctor-patient rapport, and he just makes me really happy. He is a blast to talk to. You're going to freaking love it. But before we roll that conversation, I got a little something extra for you. A little something, something, kind of like a little finger in the butt, but it, you know, it's, a, it's maybe for your ear hole, little finger in your ear hole. I don't know. I was trying to make an analogy. It just did not work. Anyway, I got something for you. I know the holidays are coming up fast. 
Last week, I gave you some of my favorite kink gift recommendations, and this week I want to give you some general sexy time gift ideas, because tick, 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 time is a ticking, and I know you're scrambling. So I always want to remind you that many of the products I mention on the show on any episode are from affiliates or sponsors, but you know us. Ken and I never suggest anything that we don't wholeheartedly believe in and also use ourselves. So when it works out that some of our recommendations line up with a sponsor, then you get a discount. Plus, you help support this show. So it's win-win. So first thing I want to tell you about, I have been super hyped about the Satisfier company lately and all of their new products. I am really digging their new Curvy 2 Plus. So it's one of those, you know, suction-like clitoral air pulsators, which I love anyway. But the really cool thing about the Curvy 2 Plus, well, there's a few cool things. But the first cool thing, it combines its air pulsing suction with vibration. Okay, so the second cool thing is it's Bluetooth controlled, which means it can be controlled with a smartphone, whether that phone is in the same room or 3000 miles away. Hello, long distance fun, perfect time for it because we're all in our houses. But what's the most cool is the vibration and the air pulsing can be controlled separately, which enables it to give you like this near infinite vibration pulsation combinations, which is so fun to play with. And with the app, it just takes like a tiny little finger swipe and you can change it all around. The third cool thing is it is budget friendly. Hold on to your pants. You're probably not wearing pants. Hold on to whatever you can. It's $39.95 is the retail price. Uh, Devices that do what this thing does are typically, gosh, close to triple that price. So also, I got the hookup for you. So you're gonna save more money. Go to satisfier.com. It's spelled S-A-T-I-S-F-Y-E-R.com. If you use my code, which is sunny25, S-U-N-N-Y 25, you get 25% off and free shipping. Also, I highly suggest since you're going to be saving a ton of money, peruse the website. A couple of my other favorites are the Double Joy Couples Vibe, which is really cool, or the Royal One Cock Ring. Those are also great picks, and they are both Bluetooth compatible. So got your ideas. Go shopping. The next one I want to tell you about is from a company that has some stuff that I absolutely love. It's FemFun. Now, you may have heard me talk before about the FemFun Ultra Bullet Vibrator. It was in, I think, 2018. I declared it one of the best bullet vibes on the market, hands down. And as far as I'm concerned, what it's been almost three years, it has now achieved timeless classic status, like bedside table, all the time status. It's good. It's made from like bubblegum, soft silicone. It's so powerful. But FemFun has another vibe that I recently tried that I was actually really impressed with. I'm actually holding it right now. It's the Ascenza. E-S-S-E-N-Z-A. And I know if you're going scrambling to get a pen to write that down, don't worry. I'm going to have all of this information in the show notes for this episode. So I'm a sucker for the dual stimulation vibes, otherwise known as the rabbit vibes with the clit stimulator and, you know, the internal insertable, right? So this is a, a rabbit vibe, but it's a thruster. 
And I'm real picky when it comes to thrusters because some of them are hinky and weird. and They don't really work right. Oh, boy. This thing is smooth. It just hits the right spot. It thrusts perfectly. It's not a weird, clunky, mechanical feeling. It feels like it is really doing its job when it's in there. I mean, I don't know how to describe, but it's good. It is good. Got the hookup for this one. If you want to look for something that's like, woohoo, go to femfun.com slash sunny. It's spelled F-E-M-M-E-F-U-N-N.com slash sunny. You're going to get 20% off. So, oh, also they've got butt stuff too. A bunch of different great plugs, like the fun plug. There's a bunch all made out of that premium, amazing silicone. Some of their other great ones are the Booster Rabbit, the Plua, the Ultra One. Go look. Go take advantage of that 20% off. Good stuff. All right, one last one. And this one's like you don't even have to think about it. It's boom, done, okay? Now, this is great for couples. If you want, you know, the fun, sexy night with your partner kind of thing, but you don't want to spend hours like researching buying all the stuff and da, da 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 and you want to present this like oh this is this great gift boom like a kitten naughty or nice box is it it is it you get a mini vibe and a cock ring which comes wrapped up as the christmas crackers they're really cute butter rum lube naughty or nice game set a massage candle black satin binding ties a gold Lariat necklace that's really cool. It's from Bijou Indiscrets. It's really nice. Uh, a mini whip and kitten matches, which I I must have. I have to post a picture of these on my social media. The kitten matches are freaking adorable. Just go to my Instagram. I'll post it. Anyway, the presentation of this box is also so adorable. It's so damn festive from the outside of the box and to the inside and the creative way everything's packaged. I like this too because, yeah, sure, it's a great Christmas gift for a partner and you get to enjoy it too. Woohoo for the both of you. But also, it would be perfect for, you know, someone's having a bachelorette holiday wedding sort of deal or even a close friend if you're friends like that, you know? Another cool thing is the portion of all sales goes to charities that focus on women's empowerment, education, and health, which, you know, I love that. And of course, for this, I got the hookup for you too. Go to likeakitten.com slash sunny and you get 20% off and free shipping. And you'll see when you visit the site, the Naughty or Nice box is not the only thing they have, whether it's like, you know, a la carte vibrators and just, oh, I want that. Like there's one purrs like a kitten. It's so damn cute. But they have other boxes too. There's the signature box, the breakup box, the bridal box, the birthday box, or you can do subscription. So check it out. Pretty cool stuff. So haha, hopefully I saved you a little time and I got you a little fun. Maybe you're buying these either for somebody that, you know, you're doing a little something with so you get to enjoy it too. Or you're like me, because I can't be the only one. And you're just looking to buy gifts for yourself. If that's the case, go you. I got tons of discounts and I'll tell you what's good. So go get it. Make your parts happy. If you missed any of those links, of course, they'll be in the show notes for episode 149 at American Sex Podcast. Happy shopping. All right, American fuckers, we're going to wash the balls and we're going to do it quick, which is our housekeeping because I know we want to get to butt stuff, right? I'll keep this real short. 
First, please join our Sex and Kink Positive Discord community. I would love to have you come hang out with us. It's free. It's at bit.ly slash Discord ASP. Secondly, hey, listen to this. It's big welcome and heartfelt appreciation time to the new members of our Patreon family. Our Patreon family keeps growing and growing and growing. Big, huge welcome and heartfelt appreciation to Brittany for becoming an American Sex Podcast Patreon member. You can become an American Sex Patreon member, too, at patreon.com slash American Sex. And of course, you get stuff, too, right? Like bonus stories from our guests. And there is one up from Dr. Carlton right now. And it is good. So you got to listen to it. But you also get extra full length episodes, all of our episodes early, uh, American Sex Podcast stickers. I'll send those to you in the mail. Shout out on the podcast, other random surprises, and a lot more. And you know that Ken and I give almost all of our content away for free. And that's a lot more than just this podcast, because we believe the world needs these conversations. They're critical and relationship improving and life changing and everyone should have access to them no matter what their financial barriers are. So by supporting us, you allow our content to remain free for everyone. So thank you. And one last thing, it is that time of year again. I can't believe holiday hiatus time rolls around so quickly, but this is our last episode until we go on hiatus throughout the holidays. Our next episode will be on January 18th. I gotta say, even though, yes, of course, I'm gonna enjoy the rest, and actually, I'm probably not gonna rest because, I don't know if you heard, I'm working on a book and a second podcast with therapist Kate Lurie. It's going to be good. Watch my social media to find out more about it. Um, But I'm going to miss you. That's quite a few weeks. And I hope you have a a great, a merry, a jolly, a joyous, a whatever holiday you celebrate or don't celebrate. Just have a bunch of joyous days sitting around in your sweatpants watching Avengers movies. (laughs) But really, I wish you the best. And I would like to say with you right now, goodbye to this fucking horrible trash fire of a year. Here's to 2021. When I will see you again, come hang out with me on social media for the next few weeks. It won't even feel like I'm gone. Well, until next year, my friends, which is just January, I'm making it sound dramatic. All right. Well, that's it. These balls are clean. Let's get to it. Oh my goodness. I just thought of something. This butt episode was a great way to end the year. (laughs) Okay. That was a bad pun. Anyway, here's butts and bad puns with Dr. Carlton. (laughs) Why are you laughing at me? Why? Because my puckers are perfect and we have... An amazing guest today that might, I don't know, touch on puckering. Pointing at the <laughs> dog. Are you the pucker expert, Dr. Carlton? I don't know how we started here, but hi, Dr. Carlton. We hi, are, Dr. Carlton. we're so excited our buttholes are puckering. Right now. <laughs> well, I'm a little aroused. Uh, thank you. <laughs> so I, um, 
I, I don't know if I can be as presumptuous to say it became friends with you because I feel like we're BFFs on TikTok. I, I hear about you every day, Dr. Carlton. There's a oh. report about like what you have recently done and what your recent TikTok is. And poop is talk. And, and poop yeah, talk yeah. And Absolutely. I'm very into it. Very yeah. into it. Um, but I, I love your content because first of all, you are professional. Professional? You know your stuff. Not like I know English. Um and your content is is so relatable and you tell people things that they really need to know for not only their own health and safety but for their own pleasure and we all know pleasure is super important so let's start I like, there i like the funny stuff though too da- yeah you are <laughs> hilarious so let's start there how did you get to where you are both you know medically and on social media well i grew up in the you know, as you guys say, puritanical deep south, you know, mm. you know, and this is one of the reasons why I love your show is you're really taking down a lot of the puritanical um, views on sex. Uh, we need you. And I am Aww. so, so excited about you guys. I, I love your podcast. Aww, thank you. Um, you really um, you serve a niche that is so hard uh, to to really get good information on. Um, and I'm excited to help join in that uh, educational aspect of things, um, not only with today, but for whatever happens in the future. You know, I grew up you know, where there was a church on every street corner. And let's be let's be honest, those those places aren't exactly filled with rocket scientists um, mm-hmm. teaching. No, so I, in I, fact, I understand they, they don't fuck standing up because it might lead to dancing. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you know, I was scared to death to come out or even to mention sex that wasn't for procre- uh, procreation as a, in, when I was growing up. Uh, I knew there was something different about me. Um, so I just kind of skated by and focused on my way to escape that local, you know, smallness. Mm-hmm. Of course, I grew up in the 80s and, um, and into the 90s. Uh, the AIDS crisis was all over television. It, you know, further terrified me about sex. So I, you know, I came into this being gay thing, uh, in a time where it, it caused a lot of emotional scars that luckily now are finally just being peeled away. Um, there was zero sex education for straight, uh, you know, for straight missionary penis vaginal sex, let alone anything remotely geared to what I needed. I, I sort of was naturally drawn to uh, GI medicine, but even in med school residency and fellowship, there wasn't a single class about butt sex. They just didn't mention it. Yeah. Uh, in my fellowship program, I was the only one who ever even gave presentations on the sex lives of people with issues like Crohn's or colitis. You see, I'm a gastroenterologist. And so a lot of the things I focus on are, are gastrointestinal diseases. So uh, it's just really shocking how little information there is for people out there who have problems who want to have sex. You know, is it safe to have butt sex when you have Crohn's or colitis? That sort of thing. It just wasn't out there. Um, and since its inception, I've always had a real flair for social media. With the COVID pandemic, I was drawn to TikTok for laughs, basically because I needed it to survive. It's been an incredibly stressful time to be alive as a medical provider. I've never had to fear for my life to just go to work. Um, and then, you know, things like Facebook and Twitter, just with, especially with the election, were just so negative. For me to mentally survive, I had to just drop that stuff. And I got drawn to TikTok. And I found myself losing, losing myself on my phone for three or four hours, laughing, um, you know, uh, meeting people, uh, finding things like recipes, uh, 
educational stuff. I mean, it's just such a, a huge variety of material on there. You can laugh, you can cry, you can connect with, with sub communities. Yeah. Um, and I just really found that there was an immense hunger uh, for sex education, not only from the LGBTQ uh, folks, but also straight women and straight men. I think one of the first videos I made was about cleaning out lubrication and stretching for anal sex that got over 1.4 million views within a week. And I realized, wow, wow uh, this is huge. You know, something's going on here. And then I looked deeper into the analytics of it all and realized, hey, this ain't gay men looking at this stuff. This is women, straight men, people outside of the LGBT community were 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 paying attention because you know anal sex is not just for gay people and that's and that really really hit home for me you know people want to learn people there's no good education about it in the in the in the mainstream so let's do what i can to make life's life better for people i saw a very popular tiktok straight dad who was questioning how he felt about his wife sticking her finger in his butt while she gave him a blowjob and i was like dude I didn't even know what made my eyes roll back in my head until that happened to me. That's life changing. <laughs> Let me explain why that's important okay, and what you're missing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, you know, so I went on there and I, and I did a video about the you know, male G spot and how to find it and how to get in there safely. And then that really started the floodgates opening, people wanting to ask me questions, wanting to know things. And I literally spend two hours a day answering direct message questions from people about butt stuff. That's amazing. That and is freaking amazing. Yeah, I think the open nature of my videos, uh, the relatability it has to people with the language I use, plus the fact that that I do have an educational background, it makes people relax and listen to what I have to say. They don't feel like there's some stuffy, white coat, um, you know, 80-year-old dude talking about this stuff. They feel like, hey, I, I'm, I'm that guy, Just he just has a degree and I don't. We... Do the same things. Let's hear what he has to say. Right. Yeah. So I'm s- super excited to put all these ideas and recommendations in one spot <laughs> so everyone can get what they need. So this podcast is going to be great because we're going to put all that stuff into one little amazing one hour podcast. Yes. My and if God, you guys I wish I knew you in 1984 when a carrot was my first sexual partner. Oh, I know, right? Yeah, there's so much so much that we <laughs> we wish not even joking. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and uh trust me, I've had one in the emergency room before, so I know exactly <laughs> exactly what's going on there. Um and one of the big things from this today as well is if if your followers have questions or concerns or they just want to a little bit more information that they didn't get today, they can always reach out to me on, on my social media. Oh, that is amazing. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So, all right. I, w- I want to, I, I want to do butt puns. Let's, let's dive in. <laughs> let's take a crack at it. That's a conversation <laughs> we can get behind. Okay. So, you know, Ken and I teach a lot of um, anal stuff, especially prostate play for straight men because mm-hmm. you know as you said you know a lot of people say that the the butthole is the great equalizer almost all of us have one and right. almost all of us are completely embarrassed about it because ew it's where poop comes out um but it actually feels so good if we would just get all of that mental baggage and that fear and that squickiness out of our minds and relax and enjoy it so let's start there i think that when we talk to people, a lot of folks have no idea how their anal anatomy even works. And that really is foundational to understanding, like, 
what you can put in there, what feels good, why it feels good, how far to go, and all that stuff. So let's start there. When we're when we're going into the butt, mm-hmm. what's in there? Like, what do we need to know about uh, biology wise? Okay, so first of all, the you know the, the first thing you're going to get to is the is the anus externally. Okay. So there's lots of fibers and nerves and nerve endings there. Um, a very rich supply. So even just external touch in that area, it's pretty hot. Mm-hmm. Uh, not only with a finger, but with a tongue through wit- rimming. Um, it, it drives a lot of people crazy. That's it's one of some people's favorite thing. So mm-hmm. not even with, you don't even have to necessarily go into the butt to pleasure the butt and have a great time. Uh, but that external sphincter, the first sphincter that we talk about, is made up of a, it's basically a small circle of skeletal muscle. Okay. So skeletal muscle is voluntary, meaning that you can control it. You can clench it and you can release it. You know, that's what a, a Kegel basically is, is you, right. you kind of pinch down like you're, you're, uh, like you're trying to keep yourself from having a bowel movement. Um, and that tightens things up. So you have control over that. A little bit further in is the internal sphincter. That is a um, a smooth muscle basis. And it, you can't control that just with your brain. It has to be stimulated to release. So so one of the big things about, about the sphincters, okay, it's a tight little circle. One of the most amazing things that people don't know is how to make that relax. So if you just slide your finger in, now some people don't like fingers, you know, toys, whatever you want to use. If you just slide it in a few inches and press over to one side or up or down, you know, six o'clock, nine o'clock, 12 o'clock, whatever site you choose, or you can even alternate right now. Absolutely. (laughs) Well, you keep that pressure over to the side and that small circle starts expanding Mm. and expanding and expanding. And, you know, you may want to just go from three o'clock to six o'clock and press down there for a little bit and then over to nine o'clock. And as the more you press, the more it relaxes. So so that something more can come in. So like like we said, as as you're going in, you have the internal and uh, external anal sphincters. Now, obviously, what's important about that anatomy is that there are also veins around there. The hemorrhoidal veins are normal veins that that occur in the anorectal canal. So the external hemorrhoidal veins are veins that supply the external part of the anus. The internal veins are a little bit more interior. So when those become engorged with blood, that's what a hemorrhoid is. Mm. Yeah. So and those trust me, honey, as that's the bane of the bottoming community. so okay you bring this up because this is a a big question like a lot of people have hemorrhoids and everyone's i'm so embarrassed i'm not going to talk about my hemorrhoids but come on a lot of us have them whether they're the external hemorrhoids or i found out when i got my first colonoscopy i apparently have a bunch of internal hemorrhoids i never knew about yeah and so is it safe to have anal sex anal play whatever put anything in there if you have hemorrhoids are there precautions you need to take well, you know, that's a great question. Um, hemorrhoidal tissue is is very common, like you say. If it's in a flare state, then obviously you want to be very careful about what, what you do. 
Um, if you're having a raging, painful, bloody time with your hemorrhoids, it's not the right time to have anal sex. Mm-hmm. But just because you have a hemorrhoid doesn't mean you can't enjoy um, anal pleasure uh, through anal sex. Um, the, the biggest thing overall is prevention. Right. A, good, a good high fiber diet keeps less residue in your system so that it's easier to pass bowel movements. Your bowel movements are instead of too soft or too hard, they're kind of nice and in the middle. So some people think that if you take fiber, it's because you have constipation. But sometimes it's for people who have diarrhea. It, mm. it kind of acts as a nice mediator between the two. When you get plenty of fluids and plenty of fiber, things kind of stay regular. And it's easier to push things out so you're not straining to have a bowel movement. So what happens is when you strain, you push all that blood down into the internal and external hemorrhoidal veins through what's called the Valsalva maneuver. So that what that does is it puts all that pressure on those veins and creates ballooning out of the veins, which is which leads to hemorrhoids. Mm. So so fiber is key. Um, definitely. Uh, the, you know, some things are beyond our control. I mean, pregnant women, for, for instance, pregnant women, the blood flow changes because yeah. of pregnancy. And it's just I'm almost universally. If you if you've been pregnant, you probably have at least internal hemorrhoids. Yep. So it's just part of life and it's part of life that we need to learn how to deal with so that we can continue to move on and live. Now, if, if you're in a flare, there's plenty of things like tr- uh, conservative treatments like creams, you know, fiber, um, sitting in a tub of, of warm water to kind of help shrink down the inflamed tissue. The extremes are things like surgical things like banding or surgery. But I'll tell you, one of the biggest things that I've had happen in TikTok is people come to me coming to me with um, regrets about having anal rectal surgery because they've really? never been, mm-hmm. they've never been able to bottom the same since <gasps> ah. um, I've had people who've had uh, fissures we'll talk about fissures in a moment too yeah. but, oh I was gonna bring that up yeah. and have it literally have them right now so yeah this is, so, this is so, awesome. so people who have fissures or who have hemorrhoids who have gone in there and had a surgical procedure either the scar tissue make things makes things too tight or it's just so uncomfortable after the procedure that that they lose that ability. I, you know, I've had people who haven't been able to bottom in 10 years and they, they say if they had known ahead of time, if they, that they could have just waited it out and been a little bit more conservative with treatment, then they would have chosen that a million times over what they did. Wow. But that's not, not to say that, that surgery is not an option for people who are really having problems. If you're having severe problems, you just got to do what you got to do. Right. Yeah. Um, but um, as far as anal fissures go, anal fissures. So that, that, Muscle that we talked about is covered with mucosa, which is the lining of the of the anus. When that becomes stretched too quickly, it tears. Mm-hmm. So if you take a shit and it's really hard and you push it out too fast, you can tear the lining of your anus, and that's an anal fissure. Mm-hmm. If if you get fucked too fast and too hard without preparation and lubrication and stretching, you can pop the skin on that on, on the anus and cause a fissure as well. And they are they they can be brutal. That can be very painful. It feels like you're shitting razor blades basically. Mm-hmm. Um uh you know the the same fiber fluids thing is a start. There's some new nitroglycerin based ointments that you can put on there to help um increase the oh, blood flow. That's a great idea. To the uh to the uh, fissure and so that leads to promoted healing in some people, but some people still, no matter what you do, um, still have problems and need surgery, but right. or or Botox or whatever to help relax the sphincter. But but again, um, 
the number one number one TikTok direct message I get is, oh my God, I wish I hadn't had blank. Wow. That's yeah. good to know. That yeah. To and know. I, I have a dietary uh, question about fiber directly. Sure. And that is, um, if you're if you're low carbing, now I know that there is some fibers that are low mm-hmm. carb. What are some good choices if you're on a ketogenic diet and you need to get more fiber? You know, I, I think the, the, the best fiber that the supplement to use is psyllium husk or Metamucil. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's really going to be your best bet as far as uh, keeping things soft and not causing a lot of uh, alterations in your ketosis when it comes to a ketogenic diet. Yeah, good to know. Yeah, that yeah. Is very good to know. Now, I had one more real quick question here. A few mm-hmm. years ago, I wrote an article on how to fit the next comfortably sized thing up your butt by using the Fibonacci sequence. Mm-hmm. I didn't take any considerations as to blood vessels in that one because uh, it was something that we use for, you know, veins and arteries and that kind of thing. Now, is this sure. something that you think is, is that a mathematical formula that you, that you could safely recommend? Not for everybody, obviously, <laughs> but for most people. Oh, oh, no, only for people who are into anal and are major Ma- math, and are major math only. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Exactly, exactly, exactly. You know, definitely the stepwise approach is always the way to go when it comes to stretching and getting more and more in there. We'll talk about fisting later, but yes. um, but you start with a finger and then two fingers and then three fingers. You don't just jam your fist in there. You have to go stepwise. So I agree. You definitely need a gradual increase in the size of what yeah. you put in there. Or we can just call this the finger notchy sequence. Just, you know, <laughs> oh my God, I'm still stealing that for our next class. It's the finger right. sequence from now. Oh, I love that. Yeah. So, so kind of going back to the anatomy part of things, um, in men, if you go in a few inches, about two and a half inches or five centimeters for your uh, European viewers, uh, the prostate gland is, um, is in there. So as far as it really depends on your, where you're coming from as to where it is. So if, if say if Ken is in front of you and he's bent over Mm -hmm. and you put your finger in his butt and you go in a couple of inches and press down, Mm -hmm. you're going to press down at about six o'clock. And that's where the, that's where the, um, the prostate is. Now, if he's on his back, then it's going to be up at 12 o'clock. Right. So anytime you stick a finger in there, please make sure the nails are, are gone. Don't don't have sharp nails and stick your finger up somebody's ass. It's just it's going to cut them and it's going to put them at increased risk for infection, uh, for STDs, uh, for pain. Not a good scene. So mm-hmm. if you're not going to use a good glove, if you want to just go bare with your finger, just make sure your finger is is uh, your nails are, are short. Yeah. Um, so gentle stimulation of that prostate gland and and kind of kind of take a cue from from your partner. Is it is it too heavy? Is it is it not heavy enough? Everybody's yeah. different. Like we all, ha- you know, men in general, except for people who have prostatectomies, we have prostates, but everybody's just a little bit different about what they like. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, so you definitely um, you kind of take, take a cue from there. Prostate stimulation alone makes some people come. Um, but for me in particular, the, like I said earlier, the first time I ever had somebody stimulate my prostate and give me a blowjob was the first time I ever knew what rolled, made my eyes roll back in my head. It was just amazing. Yeah. So, so that the combined, the combined stimulation there is something that, that people, especially straight guys have no clue what they're missing. It's yeah. really sad. 
I remember like, Ken, you know, you, the way you talk about it is just like, holy shit, why haven't I been doing this in my whole life? Like, it's just. Yeah, even to sex educators in our 40s, we were ta- like, I was, I always thought she would be like worried or concerned because I've been doing anal stuff. That was my first like sex Like by yourself act. Yeah. though. Yeah. And I by had myself. done anal stuff with other people and I don't know why we were, I don't know if we we're married at the time, but we we're oh, together no, no, I think we were just and we had just never talked about doing it. And it's like, Hey, mm-hmm. do you want to? And it's like, yeah, I'll do it. Do you want it? Yeah, I'll do it. And then we did. And yeah, so but stuff so we all formed the time. an alliance. And then like, I saw <laughs> the inside of Buddha's anus for the first time. <laughs> <laughs> so, so like, so again, yeah, so that the prostate is there and, you know, the, the bladder sits on top of the prostate in front of the rectum. Okay. Mm-hmm. And so the urethra, which is the tube that get, lets your pee out of the bladder goes through the prostate and then goes down into the penis. And, it, and, and, uh, and so pee exits that way. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there are also the vesicles from, uh, f- the seminal vesicles and all the, the male reproductive um, fluid producers that go through the prostate as well. So those ducts go through the prostate at the same time. So all those fluids kind of go through the urethra um, at that point. Um, and so when you ejaculate, everything kind of comes through from there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now in women, you have the bladder and then you have the vagina and then you have the rectum. So there's just that thin sheath between the vagina and the rectum. Mm-hmm. Tell you know, let's talk about women and and how and and and, and feelings on yeah. on anal because you, you know, know I, 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 I like I like your your aspect of things because obviously yes. I, I'm a gay dude I don't have a vagina totally. I, I don't you I know don't. I have a prostate what does it feel like to have anal from a female standpoint I will tell you about my part mm-hmm. so um it, you know it's different depending on the person you know all of our anatomy is just a little bit different and how we experience pleasure is a little bit different um a lot of women self included it's like anal feels good granted we don't have a prostate but we have a g spot which you know i, I know you know cuz you're a doctor but for people listening is actually very similar physiologically to the okay. prostate um so a lot of folks I have never had an orgasm from anal, but I know a lot of people with vaginas who are like, oh, yeah, that's I can completely have an orgasm from anal. And the theory is, and it's hard to do without a drawing, but um, if you look at uh, the Mm -hmm. clitoris and the internal structure of the clitoris, the way it lies underneath Mm -hmm. everything, and the location of the G-spot, which is the urethral sponge, which is very similar to, uh, you know, the the prostate that the anal sex stimulates that whole structure. Wow. Even though stuff's happening in the butt, you know, things go through the walls, everything's very close together. And that for a lot of people, just the way they're set up, they can orgasm from that. For me, I've never orgasmed from it, but it feels good. Yeah, it feels really good. Or one other thing um, for people with vaginas who, let's say you have a hard time orgasming, which isn't uncommon. Like, you know, it can take us a long time. And that's just the way we're built. That's fine. Um, But oftentimes, if you're like, oh, I'm kind of almost there. I'm like, you know, 80% there, but not quite. A little tiny, you know, little fingertip dancing around the outside of the butt. is like, oh, I'm orgasming now. Like, yeah. Yeah. Totally, totally. Yeah. And, and similar with guys too. I mean, um, I've had guys before who, you know, they're getting head, but it's not until you go down and stimulate their balls or their ass that makes them go over the edge. 
So remming exactly. or whatever, you know. So, okay. So the, the, the anus, you know, I, a lot of our listeners are savvy. They probably know that the anus is not self-lubricating, right. <clears throat> um, you know, so we have to use lots of lube. Mm-hmm. And But one thing that stops people is like, all right, I'm going to have the butt sex and I'm excited right. about it. But there's the whole thing about poop and I don't know how to do an en- enema or do an I enema? even have an enema? Okay. <laughs> anyway, so <laughs> or like a lot of people are like, well, do I have to do an enema? I'll tell you my personal sure. view is I just say I know if there's bullets in sure. my chamber. And if there's not, then I feel like I'm good to go. Um, but I know that's my personal opinion. So what's the deal on enemas? You know, and I appreciate that. You know, everybody's different, first of all. Right. Um, there are some guys who can get away with not, uh, douching and get great results and they, Uh and they sort of kind of, kind of look down at guys who don't, but, you know, especially as I'm, you know, getting into my late forties and almost 50, that, that is just not the case, you know, for me personally, I, Mm -hmm. I just can't. I personally can't rely on the fact that I'm going to be clean if I'm going to just stick something in there. Right. Um, And quite frankly, for me, personally, it feels a hell of a lot better to have an empty chamber if if something's going in there, especially if something big is going in there. Right. Right. Um, The primal first rule of anal sex, though, is that's where shit comes out. And that's fucking normal. And everybody needs to get over any accidents or the fear of it because shit sometimes happens. We're all human, relax, and that just makes sex better immediately when you just relax and have that mental release that, okay, if something goes wrong, it's no big deal. It's just that's where shit comes out. Mm-hmm. Um, everyone's different. You have to know your body. You have to know what's good for you. And the you know the tips I give on enemas, if these tips and rules don't really apply to you, then do your own thing. That's great. The first rule for me, though, for cleaning out is before the clean out. Don't eat too close to, to anal if possible, because if you eat too close, your peristalsis might kick in. Peristalsis is where your intestines move you know, mm. to get, get food through your system. And you have this thing called the gastrocolic reflex where you eat something and your stomach sends a signal to your rectum to empty to make room for what's coming in. It makes sense. And it's pretty amazing evolutionarily. Um, so, um, so if you eat too close to butts, uh, butt sex, you may have, you know, a bad timing when, when it comes to that or good timing, depending on what you're into, um, (laughs) (laughs) to each his own, we're never kink shame here. (laughs) Absolutely. And, and, and I'm all about that. And that's why I love you guys because, Hey, if that's what you're into, that's what you're into. No judgment here. Are you looking for the ultimate stocking stuffers for the holiday season? Well, look no further. Our sponsors, Manscaped, have the goodies to make you the best secret Santa this year. Manscaped is the only brand dedicated to below-the-waist grooming and hygiene products, plus great breaking news. They just released their products across Europe, Canada, 
and Australia. Now, if you've been listening to American Sex Podcast for a while, you're bound to know that Ken and I are huge fans of Manscapes. And a few of our favorite products are also great stocking stuffers, like the Crop Preserver Ball Deodorant. I mean, the name speaks for itself. The Crop Reviver Ball Toner, a spray-on toner that will give your balls a little slice of heaven with their aloe vera and hazel extracts. The Crop Cleanser Body Wash, a full body wash that you can also use on your hair. The Crop Mop Ball Wipes. You never know when the opportunity strikes, so, you know, you should always be prepared, right? The Foot Duster Foot Deodorant, designed to keep the stankiest feet smelling fresh. The Weed Whacker Nose and Ear Hair Trimmer, which provides proprietary skin-safe technology to get rid of those nasty little nose hairs. And let's not forget about the best trimmer for your butt, your balls, and your body. The Lawnmower 3.0 trimmer offers a replaceable ceramic blade and advanced skin safe technology, which helps reduce grooming accidents. Whether it's for your partner, dad, brother, friend, get them something that they'll actually use and will probably make other people in their life pretty happy. Right now, you can get 20% off and free shipping at manscaped.com with code SUNNY, S-U-N-N-Y. That's M-A-N-S-C-A-P-E-D.com with code SUNNY. Hey, Volvo owners, do you want stronger orgasms? It's scientifically proven that a stronger pelvic floor can lead to stronger orgasms. Intensity by Pour Moi gives you that strength. Most people know Kegel exercises are important, but intensity does them better by exercising the muscles of the pelvic floor for you. Muscle stimulation along with the resistance of the inflatable probe offers more than just a squeeze. It's an exercise program. Not only will intensity teach you how a properly performed Kegel feels, it also has a vibrating component for your pleasure. It's Kegels with a kick, a really fun, amazing toe curling kick. Intensity is manufactured in the U.S. to medical-grade standards. Plus, Intensity's manufacturer has medical roots and manufactures a variety of FDA-cleared devices to support pelvic floor health and cure incontinence without surgery or pills. They hold themselves to a higher standard, a medical one, which means clearly superior products and results for their customers. You know what I like about my Intensity? Wait! I have dry pants. Where did my sneeze peas go? Pour Moi is offering our listeners an additional $25 off intensity when you go to pourmoi.com and enter code SUNNY, S-U-N-N-Y, at checkout. You can use this code along with any other code on their website. It stacks. Yeah, that's 25% off on top of all other ongoing promotions when you go to P-O-U-R-M-O-I.com and use the promo code SUNNY. Um, I personally like lukewarm water over anything else when it comes to uh, to, to preparing. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the, the phosphosoda enemas that come in the fleets kits, they have chemicals yeah. that are irritants. They're designed to stimulate your rectum to empty and they cause cramping. And those chemicals also cause irritation in the lining of your um, of your rectum. Well, that irritation in the lining can cause pain, inflammation, cramping, and um, inflamed tissue is a risk for STD transmission. So especially in the gay community now, um, 
almost everybody's on prep, it seems. And right. people have kind of gone back to the 70s style of fucking without condoms. So, so uh, if you are doing that and you use that kind of enema, then you're, you're, you're setting yourself up for increased risk for infection. Okay. Um, you know, it, you can buy an enema kit from the store, empty the contents out, rinse it out really good so that you don't have any uh, chemical residue in there, and then just keep adding lukewarm water to the top put the cap back on and you basically you squeeze it up your butt until all the water mm-hmm. goes up in there. And then you release the water out after a few minutes or, you know, 30 seconds. You keep, you keep doing that until things are clear. Um, it's kind of a joke in the gay community uh, that, uh, Oh honey, the water's not going clear, you know, can't go anywhere till the water's clear. <laughs> um, but you know, it's important to use something that doesn't have a very rough edge on the tip of it so you don't you don't induce scratches down there so lubricate it very well there are some great products at adult stores the shower shot is one that some people use it's an atta- a, a hose oh, that you yeah. attach to your shower and Ooh. and you just you have to be careful with the water pressure because you don't want to blow things out but um but you can keep rinsing out until things completely uh come out clean right the cult bulb syringe is another good good product mm-hmm. you can find that in adult stores um, a nice rubber tip on it. You lubricate it. You you keep refilling it and and releasing until you're clear. Mm-hmm. You know, one of the things, and I'm sure some of your listeners probably feel the same way. A lot of people get bent out of shape about intestinal flora being wiped out. I mean, the number one the number one thing I'm seeing on social media about cleaning out is, oh, it's not good for you, or yeah. oh, it's dangerous. Oh, it wears away the lining of your rectum, or oh, it wipes out your intestinal flora. I'll tell you, in 20 years of GI medicine, I have never had a patient that came in. I was like, uh-oh, he douched too much. Um, oh. so, 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 I mean, there's, there, there's probably always one out there. But, but, but really cleaning out your rectum is only cleaning out the, the last 8 to 12 inches of your colon. Right. Your colon's five feet long. It's full of shit above that. It's full of bacteria. So the next time you take a shit, you're going re- to replace your flora. Right. So don't get too crazy about that. But at the same time, if you're noticing a change in your bowel habits from the way way you're cleaning out, you may want to back off on the way that things are going. Like I said, everybody's different. But in my experience, it hasn't been a problem for people. Okay. As much of a as much of an urban myth as there is about it being bad for you. Um, one of the things I'd like to do is get a little real with you just because it's, um, like we don't always talk about the nicest, neatest things on this show. Sure. Or we admit to things that we do. Yeah. The best feeling for me in the universe is getting an electric prostate toy, mm-hmm. jacking off or getting a blow job mm-hmm. and then getting poppers. Mm-hmm. Can we talk about poppers? I mean, I'm not asking for an endorsement from you. Oh, but sure. Absolutely. Be, being, being a gay doctor, you've got to have an opinion on poppers. And first of all, can you tell people what poppers are and well, like how we use them? Poppers are a chemical that's basically in this little bottle that it's almost like VCR head cleaner. They can't sell it as poppers because it's, I guess it's, it comes across as illegal. But it's, right. it's basically amyl nitrite. Um, and what it does is it sends a... A, you sniff them and it relaxes everything. So a lot of bottoms in particular, when they're about to start bottoming, they'll take a big hit of, of poppers to relax and get um, get loose and get ready. And, right. you know, I've talked to a lot of people about it. For some people, it's almost a disconnect. 
like they disconnect oh, their yeah. their mind from from what's going on in their butt. So um, that's that's one thing we have to be a little bit careful with. And we want to make sure we're in control. So right. we want to feel good, but we don't want to lose control. Um, so uh, because that's when things go wrong. Uh, but but definitely um, lots of, of gay men use them. Um, they uh, swear by them. Um, personally, I tried it once and it gave me a headache because I've just, yes. you know, cause, cause, I got a migraine. Yeah. Like, well, I know they that a lot of the bootleg migraines. ones, if it's an off brand is mm-hmm. not amyl nitrate, but it's nitrite or it's like one of the, like some kind of a vasodilator that right. just, it's probably killing brain cells and is a, you know, a hair shy right. of being hu- huffing. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. When I was a paramedic though, we had the, like the medical quality grade stuff that was in like the cheese cloth with the glass oh, yeah. ampules. <laughs> like, and I, that's like the holy grail for me trying to find that. Jesus. <laughs> Well, you know, and listen, I think I think it's let's be real. There's there's a lot of stuff out there, a lot of way, a lot of different things. I'm not telling people to go do drugs, but what I'm saying is a lot of people do and they get by just fine. Right. Uh, you know, using using the small amounts of the right things. Um, and like I said, I'm not telling people to do that. But in reality, people do do it and don't have a problem from it. Well, sure, right. so, it's going to be damage so mitigation as opposed to like this is a physician commanding you to do a thing. No, yeah, no, yeah, yeah. Do a thing. Use your fucking common sense. It's, yeah, it's, it's okay absolutely. To have a Big exactly. Mac. Don't have ten Big Macs. Have a Big Mac. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Ex- exactly. Well, hey, honey, when uh, when you're at the party, there's sometimes you need ten. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> Take two. They're small. I know. <laughs> so anyway, so um. Yeah, so like I say, I I don't personally like them, but a lot of guys do. So it's right. something to think. It's something to consider and think about for for your own personal um, well being. Yeah, absolutely. So while we're while we're on the subject of mm-hmm. not substances, like but uh, <laughs> using things to help in your anal journey, a lot of people. My anal journey. That's good. That's my your new anal journey. <laughs> <laughs> Don't stop believing in your anal journey. That's going to be my book title, by the way. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But there are a lot of adult stores that sell products like analese and, you know, anal numbing creams to make it easier. Um, Ken and I have very strong opinions against these. Well, we have a lot of sponsors that come to us that are throwing (laughs) money at us left and right. And we're like, no, I come from a medical background. I'm not a physician or anything. But, like, this is something that is terrible for you. But, like, this is our opinion. I want to hear a medical professional's opinion. Yeah. I mean, that whole lack of sensation down there leads to the risk for things going wrong. Um, You know, uh, if you can't feel what's happening down there and somebody's sticking it into too hard or too fast, then you could be creating a torn anal sphincter without even knowing about it. And I don't want to scare people that that's what happens when you have anal sex. It's just like, if you have no sensation and the ability to know what's happening, then things could go wrong and you don't want to do that. So, and, and honestly, have you ever had that stuff hit your penis or your, your, your tongue? It's disgusting. You know, it doesn't feel good. It doesn't feel good on your dick. It doesn't feel, it doesn't taste good in your mouth. It's just not, uh, you know, not worth it to me. I don't see it. I tried it in my pee hole too. Like it, it wasn't good anywhere. No, (laughs) not good. I tried it on every mucous membrane just to see. I did my nose, I did my (laughs) tongue, pee hole, butt, 
Like everything Jesus, I could. Jesus, Ken. Well, I, it's, if I'm going to recommend something, and this is when I worked That's at true. the sex store. So I worked at a, a gay sex shop in Detroit, Michigan called Noir Leather. Mm-hmm. And and by the way, the hose attachment was our number one Absolutely. seller. Over chaps, over anything else. It was like 60, 70 bucks, stainless surgical steel, and fucking incredible. Like yeah. those things flew out the door. Wow. Yeah, and honestly, that, you know, sex stores... The people that work in sex stores are amazing. Mm-hmm. If you have a knowledgeable sex store person, you can you can just let your guard down and say, "Hey, what do you think about this?" And they're they're more than glad to help you. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. So, okay, we had mentioned rimming, mm-hmm. and we had also mentioned STIs. So mm-hmm. let's talk about that. I mean, obviously, anytime you're you're putting you know parts together mm-hmm. without a barrier, there's an STI risk. But one of the things specifically about rimming is people talk of the risk of acquiring parasites and thing, you know, worms and stuff like that. One, well, is that true? And two, you know, do we need to be careful of that? What are the risks of rimming? Well, the person that you rim has to have something going on for you to, mm-hmm. to have a problem. The number one, the number one thing we see in the gay community is Jardia. Jardia is a little parasite um, like uh, uh, bug that that is in some people's intestinal tracts um, causes horrible gas, like blow you out of the room kind of gas, diarrhea, bloating, nausea. It's, 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 it's not a fun thing to have, but um, it's one of the more common things that we see um, as far as an STI from rimming Um, Mm -hmm. parasites. I mean, in a developed country like this, unlikely, I mean, right. you know, the person would have to have established issues. But, you right. know, I, I say get it clean, you know, go, go in the shower, wash up. Um, and if, if, you know, if you're going to eat ass, make sure the ass is clean. And the other yeah. thing, you know, as with any sort of sexual encounter, you need to talk to the person that you're having sex with to make sure that everything's going OK, especially if it's a random kind of thing. But if, if you're in a monogamous relationship, you're not going to get parasites from your partner from eating their ass. Right. You know. And I also have a tip, and I think for for the American fuckers listening along, I might do a TikTok on this, um, a way to turn a medical glove into a a barrier that actually lets your tongue stick out. Um, So you can get that tongue all up in there Mm -hmm. if you want to still use barriers. So I'll do that. Look, those listening, look for that on my TikTok. I'll do a video There's one other question I have about this particular subject Mm -hmm. um, that's kind of a a point of controversy, and I haven't seen a clear answer on Mm -hmm. it. Is analingus a vector for COVID-19? Ooh. You know, that's a good question. I, th- I think that still that still remains to be seen. Technically, there is um, COVID in, um, in in the GI tract. So I, I, I would imagine it's 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 a potential thing. Um, mm-hmm. But as far as the science of of I mean, we barely know anything about COVID-19, let alone what happens with sex right, with it. Right. So. And also, lo- logic tells me if you're close enough to someone to oh, eat yeah, their you're ass, you're close enough. Yeah, trust me. Yeah, 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 yeah. Six feet. Yeah, on, and on, yeah, and honestly, you're right there. That's that's yeah. the real key. I mean, if yeah. if you're in the same room with somebody who has COVID and you're eating their ass, the likelihood of you not having a mask on is probably pretty high. So you know, exactly. Yeah, anal distance. That, that's and probably distance, where you would way get different it from. things. Yeah, yeah. I see a new porn genre: mask. No, mask ass eating. People are going to get into that. I swear. I 
I swear. Um, okay, so the, there's one of the, the big rumors that goes around uh-huh. that if you have a lot of anal sex and you put big things in there, eventually you're going to stretch out to the point where you're prolapsing all over the place and, oh, anal Red. sex is so bad Red. for you. So is that true? <laughs> The holiday season can bring feelings of stress, anxiety, even loneliness, especially this year more than ever. And when you're feeling overwhelmed, pleasure is often the first thing that gets overlooked, even though that's exactly what might help you most. Make your sexual wellness a priority with Dipsy and start feeling like yourself again. Dipsy is an audio app full of short, sexy stories designed to turn you on. Each Dipsy story features characters that feel like real people and immersive scenarios, so you feel like you're right there. Find stories about an off-limits hookup with your professor or a costume party that takes things to the next level. Maybe a story where your partner tells you exactly what to do or you try a new toy together. They release new stories every week, so there's always more to explore, no matter who you're into or what turns you on. Dipsy also has wellness sessions to help you learn more about yourself and bedtime stories and soundscapes to help you relax before you drift off. And for listeners of American Sex Podcast, Dipsy is offering a 30-day free trial when you go to dipsystories.com slash sunny s-u-n-n-y yeah that's a 30-day absolutely free trial when you go to d-i-p-s-e-a stories.com slash sunny that's dipsystories.com slash sunny well you know if you're sticking a normal or not normal but average sized object in your butt constantly or frequently or weekly or whatever you're not people don't have problems with with prolapse they don't have problems with incontinence um honestly studies on sexual health of the rectum in sex play and long-term outcomes are very flawed mm-hmm. because there's a lot of things that cause people to have incontinence and they frequently don't take those things into account so the likelihood of anal sex causing long-term problems for people is very low. Now, when it comes to extreme things like fisting, <clears throat> I reached out to my um, uh, fisting community to, to get some some answers about this. You reached yeah, out I reached with your fist. <laughs> with my fist. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> That's awesome. Dr. Carlton's your fister from another mystery. <laughs> <laughs> So, so I reached out to some folks and said, Hey, listen, you know, there's a lot of myths out there about fisting and what's, you know, what the outcome is. Um, and honestly, as a doctor and someone who takes care of not only just general fisters, but people who are in porn who do fisting, um, when I go to examine their butt for their, uh, for their checkups, it's tight. Mm. You know, so, and, and they, they even tell me, Hey, listen, it goes back down to normal after you, after you have um, a, a session of ass play, but like everybody's different, you know, right. S- some people are going to have um, more of a tendency to uh, get loose and others not. But I mean, in general, there is no need to be concerned about anal sex causing fecal incontinence and, and have that as a barrier to you not having it. 
Good, good, good. So fisting. Mm-hmm. Um, there, there are, you know, watch those movies. Mm-hmm. I, I'm sure we all have. Oh yeah, where people are up to the elbow, people oh, are yeah. up to the shoulder. Definitely, you know, their hand is coming out. You know, someone's throat. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe not quite, but you know, it seems like that would be happening. Um, this is a whole other kind of Muppet show. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be like reverse Muppet. I don't know. <laughs> anyway, um, so. That's a whole nother ball game. That like, that yeah, that's a whole different level. And yeah, and um, you know, again, when I when I talk to my friends who are more into that, mm-hmm. there's some general rules about it. Um, you know, first you need to discuss what you like and how you want to act during fisting. You have to have plenty of lubricant. Proceed calmly. Avoid sudden movements. <laughs> You know, never force yourself into fisting if it doesn't feel good for you at the moment. Mm-hmm. Um, doing it incorrectly can definitely cause damage. Um, if you're inexperienced, take special care so that um, you know what to expect. Uh, right. In other words, if you're going to do it for the first time, try to try to get someone who is um, basically knows what they're doing. You know, a very experienced mm-hmm. top fist fucker to train you. Right, right. Uh, but, th- but again, like when we talk about cleaning out, I, you know, I ask, well, you know, if you're taking it shoulder deep, how are you cleaning out for that? And one friend told me that, um, he actually starts about six to eight hours ahead of time. You know, wow. you know, the day before he's eating really clean foods with low residue. Um, he's eating very, very light in the morning. Um, n- nothing about six hours before he does it. He starts the clean out process with a shower shot about six to eight hours before play he does it again about two, two to three hours before, and then one last time an hour before. And if he doesn't feel quite c- clean yet, right up about fifteen minutes before, he'll do it again. Wow! Yeah, just to make sure that things are are um, are cleaned out. Um, yeah. But again, everybody's body is different. You have to be in tune with your own body to know what um, what's going on there. As far mm-hmm. and you know, he says as far as you know, his whole going back to normal afterwards. It really depends on the what you the size of what you put in there, the length that you play. And, uh, you know, how you're built, you know, just anatomically. Yeah, yeah. He says he never felt too loose. Um, uh, some people tend to, tend to stay stretched longer. But again, it just depends on how much you, you, you were stretched, for how, how long and how big. And yeah. he personally doesn't know anyone who's had bowel movement problems afterwards. Um, and he's been doing it for 10 years. So, And this is somebody who's done it up to the shoulder? Yeah. I'm trying to figure out the physics behind this. So, like, I'm imagining that his knees are close to his chest. Yeah, I mean, you know, a lot of guys use slings as a as a um, a positioning uh, right. device. Uh-huh. But you know, you start slowly with one finger, and then another, and then another, and then another, and it's it, it's it's a very slow process. And you have to take cues from the bottom because if it looks like they're hurting, you want to you want to stop. You want to pull back uh-huh. a little bit, and then let things relax and keep going. Wow. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can't. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm just trying well, to imagine. Those, I've seen a lot, you know, in fact, I, one of my jobs, I used to be a jizz mopper at like, like all like a fisting club. It was like a bear's fisting club. And I've never seen this there, which I'm surprised at. Wow. I, I mean, I've seen it up to the elbow, but never up to the shoulder. And I'm just trying to figure out where, you know, is it a straight shot? Are they having some kind of a weird non angle? untangling intestines? Right. And honestly, it is not a straight shot. There's a lot. The sig- it's, it can't be. The, yeah, the, like it's got to be a little bit of weird elbow, like 30 degree angle, I well, imagine. I think it takes almost, the reason it takes a while to get to get things situated is the sigmoid colon is an S shape. 
So you kind of right. have almost have to let things sort of settle down onto your to your arm. So wow. yeah, so I mean that takes some dedication. That's that really dedication. does. And like gonna, that's. I know what I'm looking at for porn tonight. Like I just have to see how this looks. Like yeah, the totally. whole approach to it. And how much? How do you do? You have any idea how much lube they would use in that kind of act? Oh god. Yeah, lots of it. And yeah. yeah, and that and that's one of the things that you know we you know we can talk about as well as is the the lube aspect of things. You know, yes. that's that's one. You know, I, uh, we kind of skipped to some of the big. You know, deep stuff, but you we went right to shoulder. Yeah, fucking. yeah, yeah. By yeah, the Crisco I, and the silicone loop. Yeah, <laughs> I think I think the general population probably would would appreciate uh, some info about just kind of getting in there and getting relaxed, just for sta- yeah. standard anal. Um, so um, so lube is important. You know, we talked about cleaning out. Right, lubrication is key. Uh, lots of it. Um, and for me, it's like ice cream. Some people like chocolate. Some people like vanilla. Some people like strawberry. So some people like water-based lube. Some people like silicone-based lube. Some people like hybrids. Some people like coconut oil. Everybody's different. So experiment, play, see what you like. It's just right. that a lot of the silicone-based ones are a little messy. So put down a towel if you're going to play with silicone-based lubes. Mm-hmm. And a very odd secret, but I'll share it with you, is uh, that if you just have a little tiny little bottle of Dawn dishwashing detergent, you can externally clean off anything that has silicon on it much quicker. Oh yeah, that so, completely makes sense. So, like, if you put a couple of drops of Dawn dishwashing liquid on your uh, Dawn dishwashing liquid on your hands, and you're in the shower after playing, you could just, you know, wash up your penis with that, and then just use regular soap after that. So it so it's kind of rehydrated. And, and by the way, for American fuckers that are listening, specifically, it has to be Dawn, not just well, any dish. Soap. Well, 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 it, well, it, 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 it can be anything that's going to cut. Grease like like right. like Dawn, you know. There are yeah. there are other brands like I think Palm Olive and stuff there like are, that. but there's something in Dawn that makes it more friendly because I know that that's the brand. Like when we were doing mm-hmm. some rescue of waterfowl after a, a pipeline spill, right? Uh, we specifically use Dawn to get it off the waterfowl because there's something in the chemical composition that interacts with the lipids, right? In a more hydrophobic way, mm-hmm. huh? Interesting. I, I think that's it. I think that's what it was. So when it comes to me personally, I like the silicone based lubes. I like I like mm-hmm. uh, coconut oil. Um, mm-hmm. What What do you guys prefer? Uh, silicone for sure, yeah. because with anal fissures, I've had too many bad experiences with water based lube. Sure, and anal and it stings like crazy. Right, right, right. Yeah. And also with the water based lube, you know, and this is something we we tell people: no matter what kind of sex you're having, in water based lube, it tends to gum up because what happens is the water evaporates. Right. And then you're just left with all the other chemicals. And then what people tend to do is then they add more water based lube than the water, and that evaporates, and you're left with a so you're left with like this sticky mess and right. it's just not doing its job anymore. So I love silicone or uh, coconut oil. Mm-hmm. Don't use coconut oil with latex barriers, right, listener, right, right, because right. it will break down latex. Exactly. Um, but it it's, has that lasting power. Oh, it yeah. doesn't right. evaporate, and, and my, it's My awesome. other favorite one is a coconut oil that has uh, cannabis in it because it helps uh, like localized. Because like, I and get relax a little bite and uncomfortable yeah. down there. That helps yeah. with localized relaxation it doesn't get me high or anything obviously and it right. doesn't numb you right it doesn't numb me right. and it just helps a ton yeah absolutely yeah. yeah so so basically from the top standpoint of things you don't want to just mm-hmm. jam your penis in some in, in somebody's butt that's right you, you, Speak you know, for yourself mister yeah <laughs> <laughs> you're, good. 
you're going to tear something, you know, right. go slow, right. go slow, let it relax. You know, like I told you earlier, stick, your, stick a finger in, pull it over to the side, play with it, massage it. Right. Um, for bottoms, a lot of, you know, start off with the state of mind. You know, you have to prepare to your level of comfort. You have to lubricate with the, the lube you like, stretch, breathe. Um, a couple of tips for bottoms, especially, uh, I recommend, especially new bottoms or new people who have, uh, who are having anal sex for the first time, be in control, sit down on it first. So that way you control how deep it goes and how fast it goes. Mm-hmm. Because if you're taking it up the ass without control in the beginning, those first two, I'll, I'll, I'll be the first to admit those first couple of minutes are a little harrowing, even for experienced bottoms. Sometimes you mm-hmm. need, you need to, you need to be able to just, uh, relax and get into it. And by taking control, um, that, that really allows you to get loosened up to the point where then, okay, the top can either take over or, Hey, you can stay in control, which is also hot. Right. Um, as the t- as as whatever you put in enters, and obviously we're talking to a very broad audience here. It doesn't have to be a dick. It could be a dildo or strap on or whatever. As it goes, it, as it starts to go in, if the bottom pushes out, like you're bearing down to have a bowel movement, or you're going to mm-hmm. pass a fart, um, that straightens the rectal canal by having because there's a natural curve to it. It straightens that canal by uh sort of disarming the pelvic floor muscles so some bottoms swear by that that you know oh man is it when when it's going in i bear down and things and things go in a little bit more easily so um that is good to know so so basic tips um you know like that um those those are the real keys to getting started and then once you once you get started you know go to town yeah try every position possible (laughs) <laughs> you know, the sky's your limit at that point. And, and, so you, mm-hmm. oh, go ahead. Go ahead. I was just going to say, some people find certain positions really uncomfortable and it turns them off the anal right away. They're like, oh, no, it felt like he was hitting the back wall of my, my prostate. I'm not doing this anymore. Or, oh, right. or, or vagina or whatever. Turn around, you know, go to doggy style, go to missionary. There's a million different ways things, you know, our bodies are all different. Mm-hmm. Everybody's penis has a different curve to it. Some are some are straight. Some are curved off to the left. Some are curved up. Some are curved down. And people's butts and vaginas are the, uh, you know people's butts are the same way. You know it's just, you know you have to find what fits in that particular experience. Right, right. So you had mentioned toys, mm-hmm. and there's something that Ken and I always say. We say without a base, without a trace, or no flare. Don't you dare! Absolutely. You know, don't don't stick things without a flared base or some method of retrieval in your butt because they can get sucked up there. So one, how did, how, why are butts so hungry? Like, why do they suck things in like quicksand in a 1970s TV show? And, uh, <laughs> what are some of the strangest things you Oh, I was just going to say, I want to say, yeah, your top three things. Up there. Yeah. Okay. Radiology or experiences <laughs> that you've seen with people that have stuck up. I'll trade you stories. Oh, this, yes. This is fun. Uh, always fun. This is always the number one topic when it comes to butt stuff. Um, so, uh, you know, with the, with the, why is it so hungry? It's, I, I'm not great at physics, but it creates sort of a vacuum. You have, you have a hole that goes into something that's already got a, a certain amount of suction in it. 
So if you close that, if you close that suction off by putting something up in there, it's going to have a tendency to try to pull it up and grab it up. Mm. So um, that's that's why things kind of can get sucked up and lost, especially like you said, if there's no flare to the end. And and you are 100% right. That is critical. Make sure that there's a flare. Make sure that you can retrieve whatever you're putting up um, up there because it can lead to some bad problems where you even may have to go to the emergency room or even surgery to have it removed. Right. Um, so, uh, you know, I've been called at nine o'clock at night before with a guy with a candle in his butt. Um, oh. Yeah. Jack be nimble, Jack be quick. Um, oh. <laughs> <laughs> not quick enough. <laughs> Um, and I've seen, um, the, the sweetest kind of saddest little story that I had was I had this 80 year old guy, Latino guy, not that that's important, but it just kind of makes it even kind of cuter. Um, he was in the butt play and he's married to a woman and he didn't want to buy a toy because he didn't want her to find it because how's he going to explain that? Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he, she, she basically drinks this Yakult yogurt bottles they're like three inch little yogurt bottles <laughs> that are plastic and they're about an inch around so tiny you know you know obviously he didn't need a whole lot of stimulate stimulation um so he was using those shoving them up his butt in and out eating in and out in and out well like you said the butt can be very hungry and it didn't have a flared in and it got sucked up in there oh no so he reached up with his fingers to ch- up in there to try to grab it and when he did he grabbed too hard and the plastic on the bottle flanged out like a, <gasps> basically like a fishing hook. Oh my God. And he couldn't pull it out. And so he, he had to get to, admitted to the hospital for rectal pain. And he had to explain to me at 80 years old from a cultural that, a culture that's not exactly very open about sex. Right. Um, you know, at 80 anyway. Um, that he had something like that stuck up his ass. And so he basically what we had to do is we had to take him down the, uh, OR, put him under anesthesia and then do that technique where you, where you, uh, gently relax the, the, the sphincters out with pressure and then go in and pull it out. But, uh, yeah, I mean, you you do something wrong, you can end up in the emergency room. So I, 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 I really appreciated that that TikTok that you put out about uh, without a base, without a trace, because that is yeah. huge. Yeah. But yeah. We, I mean, I, I think a lot of us, when we're first experiment, especially like Ken, your first sex toy was a carrot. You didn't know. Right. Yeah. You right. Know, I had like, no idea. Like, it's not like I knew about sex toys or anything else. It was like 14 years old in 1984, Grand Rapids, Michigan. I had no fucking idea. Exactly. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, and like you were saying, you know, we, we aren't taught those things early on. You know, nobody, there's no sex ed class in, in middle school that, t- you know, talks about this kind of stuff. So how are we exactly. to know? Right. So I, this is why I really appreciate you guys. Oh, back you. at you. So I think this is a this is a good place to close. Let's close with why should you be honest with your doctor about the things you're doing with your butt or your vag or your dick or any body part? You know, because first of all, when someone comes in with something stuck up their ass and they're like, oh, my God, I fell on that what beer a bottle. Chance, <laughs> yeah. I, I don't think you believe that. But why is it important for people to be forthcoming about me- how their sexual pro- proclivities might be affecting the physical things that you're seeing in the exam room? That is so important. And and 
I once went to a straight doctor for an STD checkup long ago and he gave me a, a little bottle to pee in. And I'm like, but wait a minute. I put things in other places than just, you know, I don't just use my penis for pleasure. You know, that what about my throat? What about my butt? Mm-hmm. Um, so if your doctor doesn't know what you do, they're not going to know what to check. So you need to know, let them know where you're putting things. If you're sucking dick a lot and you have a sore throat, you might want to let your doctor know, hey, you know, I have a lot of unprotected uh, oral sex. They need to do swabs of your throat for or for gonorrhea and chlamydia. Um, or if you're taking it up the ass raw in particular and you have, you know, every three months you should be getting checked if you're very active with with right. swabs. Um, I'll give an example. I had a, I had a young 25-year-old guy who was having problems with inflammation in his rectum. He mm-hmm. went, he went, he got all the way up to a specialist GI doctor who did a colonoscopy on him, found inflammation in the rectum, determined it was ulcerative proctitis, which is a chronic inflammatory condition, had this kid on like high dose immunosuppressants and it wasn't working oh, and it Jesus. wasn't getting any better. And, and so he comes to me for a second opinion about what, what, I, what he thinks what I think he should do next. And I asked him, well, do you put anything in your butt? And he goes, yeah, I'm a bottom. Do you have any unprotected sex? Yeah. I swabbed his butt. He had gonorrhea. Oh, I was just going to no. say, it was probably gonorrhea. Yeah. 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 So if, it, you know, you can save a lot of problems if you're just honest. But, you know, that goes both ways. Doctors need to ask the questions. And doctors are horrible at asking yes. questions. And that's what I was going to, that's the second part of this question I want to ask you is, you know, you had mentioned in the beginning of our conversation that doctors don't get a lot of training when it comes to um, sexuality and that sort of thing. Like Ken and I have have done a few stints where we've trained doctors and it's like, wow, nobody ever talks to us about this. What? Uh? Um, so I have come across doctors in my personal life. And this is actually one, one instance at Planned Parenthood, which not knocking Planned Parenthood because I fucking love Planned oh, Parenthood. I'm Amazing. But I was a little surprised that I just came across this one practitioner that was like, how can you not know this? So I, I went in for an STI test mm-hmm. and I was like, okay, you know, I'd like to, to get tested. And, okay, but you said here in, in your form that you have a committed partner. <laughs> and I'm like, yes, but I'm also polyamorous. Like, I have right. other, yes, I do have a committed partner I live with. We're engaged to be married at the time or whatever. But I still have. Se- and she just like, kept going around in circles. She's like, but you're in a committed relationship. You don't need an ST. And I'm like, yes, I do. She's like, so then you're not in a committed relationship. I'm like, no, I am. But I still fuck other people. And we just I was like, oh, my God. Yeah. And and, <laughs> and so like, there are times where there are doctors that just aren't knowledgeable about this stuff. And I know patients oftentimes have a hard time advocating for themselves because, you know, right. the doctors and the authority figure, they should know. So what would you, what would you recommend for patients in that position if they have a doctor that's not listening not getting it, maybe judging them for mm-hmm. the sexual things that they're saying. Instead of treating them, they're making a value judgment. Right. What advice do you have for patients? One of the biggest resources I found, particularly in the gay community, and I apologize that I don't have uh, something more um, sex positive as a resource for mm-hmm. outside the LGBT community. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, the Gay and Lesbian Medical Association, the GLMA, has a website called glma.org. Uh, Gay and Lesbian Medical Association is glma.org. It has a physician directory for for people um, who can find providers that are uh, LGBTQ friendly. 
So that's that's a great start if you're, especially if you're a person who really needs to talk about that stuff, but you can't talk about the, talk about it with provider you're with. So that's a great Mm -hmm. resource. It doesn't really work for everybody, but it is a national resource and it's helped a lot of people find, find uh, providers. Now, if you're in rural Mississippi, you know, likelihood of it being helpful is probably low, but, Mm -hmm. um, but it's, it's a good resource. Um, but if you can't connect with your doctor, Try to find one who, who you can connect with and talk to your friends. Talk to, uh, you know, do some online research. Yeah. Um, try to find a provider that's going to listen to you. I'll also put in the show notes, there's a link to the Kink Aware Professionals directory that oh. the NCFS has. And also, honestly, if, you know, for people who are kinky or maybe on alternative websites, if you belong to FetLife mm-hmm. or you belong to some Facebook groups that have to do with, you know, whatever sexuality or sexual subcommunity you're in, oftentimes I'll see people posting like, I live in such and such a city and I'm looking for a, you know, sex positive gynecologist or right. I'm looking for. And so, yeah, those online groups can be really valuable for that. And so. by the way, we use that website to find a doctor for Uncle George because we have uh, a 93-year-old uh, Sonny's uh, uncle that was living with us that was a gay senior citizen. And you know how hard it is to find um, like a, a geriatric specialist right. that deals with LGBTQ stuff. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I, I actually saw that website, that um, that episode listed on your podcast. I can't wait to listen to it, by the way, about your yeah. Uncle Oh, Uncle George was amazing. Oh, yeah. We just lost him last October. Oh, I'm so sorry. So happy that we had a chance to do it before he I'll passed. give you. I'll give you one story about Uncle George real quick before he closed, because we talked about poppers. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, the IML convention, the big, you know, gay oh, yeah. leather convention in Chicago. That's where we, we were from. Yeah, Chicago. we were from we, Chicago. We went there intergenerationally. Actually, and, yeah. I actually wanted to go this past May, but COVID... Kind of yeah, that. yeah, yeah, yeah. So my uncle was, you know, 91 years old, gay leather man, like the first gay bars in Chicago, new Chuck Renslow, you know, the whole deal. Oh, amazing. So we go to IML with my uncle at the time. He was probably 89. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was my uncle, me and Ken, and then my daughter, who at the time was, I think, 23, or 20, 20, 22, something. And so we all went to IML together, which is like, oh, generations going to IML together. And we're in the vendor area. And someone's there with a silver tray and like little chaps, butt hanging out, all cute, you know. Yeah. And he, he was like, would you like to sample some poppers? So me, my 91-year-old uncle, Ken, and my daughter all sniffed poppers. <laughs> and we got a massive <laughs> migraine and all went home. <laughs> Yeah, I was going to say, that's probably not a good idea. (laughs) (laughs) But it is a memory I'll treasure forever. Right. On that note, um, this has been an amazing conversation. I can't tell you how much I appreciate everything you do, not just for this conversation, but for your TikToks and everything that you bring to the world. For those who are listening who are new to Dr. Carlton, where can they find more of you? Well, I have uh, TikTok at Dr. Carlton, so D-O-C-T-O-R-C-A-R-L-T-O-N. And the same uh-huh. same handle for Instagram. Uh, sadly, that was taken already on Twitter. So it's Dr. Um, underscore Carlton um, for my Twitter handle. And then uh, we are building a website to put all my different podcasts and, and information on currently. It's not quite up yet, but it's uh, drcarlton.net. Awesome. So look Yay. for that soon. Very cool. Thank you so much. And oh, I want to close with a butt pun. I can't think... I can't think of one, but know the sentiment. (laughs) Sentiment is there. 
yeah. that you can get behind. Now, I think I used all the buttons. Oh, there, didn't you, I? you said behind, so that's good. Yeah, there we go. All right. <laughs> Thank you, Dr. Carlton. Bye. Bye. Bye bye. Thanks for listening to American Sex. To keep up with Ken and I, we'll first make sure you watch our TV show, Sex with Sunny Megatron, on Showtime. Then visit SunnyMegatron.com. There you can learn more about us, read our blog, peruse our workshop calendar, or hire us. For what? Well, either for private coaching, or to book us to teach at your event or university, or as sex and relationship writers for your publication. Oh, and don't forget, we're on social media, too. I'm the super social one, so you can find me as Sunny Megatron on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, my YouTube channel, and a bunch of other places. But if you want to get me on Snapchat, you got to look for Sunny underscore Megatron, and you can follow Ken on Twitter at at tag PsyChicken. That's P-S-Y-C-H-I-C-K-E-N. Also, please support us by shopping with the affiliates and sponsors from our breaks. And if you contribute to our Patreon, we're going to love you forever. Well, we're going to love you forever anyway, but just go with it. Lastly, if you like this broadcast, tell people about it. Tweet it, Facebook status it, and rate it on iTunes and other platforms. Thanks, friends. We'll see you next week on American Sex.